We are going to turn now in our Bibles to Jonah chapter 4, verses 5 to 11. We're going to look at the last verses of this, uh, of this wonderful book of Jonah that we've been studying the last couple of months. Uh, next week, we're going to get started on uh, working our way through the book of 1 John. Going to go over to the New Testament. And I'm looking forward to, uh, to that with you. But for today, we're going to look at uh, our compassionate God. All that he has done to show his grace and mercy and love to his people. Jonah chapter 4, verse 5. Jonah went out and sat down at a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter, sat in its shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord God provided a vine and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head, to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the vine. But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm which chewed the vine so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind, and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and said it would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, Do you have a right to be angry about the vine? I do, he said. I am angry enough to die. But the Lord said, You have been concerned about this vine, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and many cattle as well. Should I not be concerned about that great city? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So there's a great little children's book called The Giving Tree, and I, and I read it recently. And it's, it's a story about a tree that gives and gives. When, when boy is a boy, and he remains a boy the entire book, but when he's a little boy, he comes and he plays with the tree and he enjoys it. And he um, eventually, you know, he, he picks the apples off and sells them and he uses some of the tree to, to build a house for his, for his wife and his family. And then he builds a boat and this tree just gives and gives and gives throughout its life. And then you probably remember the end of the book when as an old man, boy, comes and sits on the stump and enjoys that. And the tree was happy. It just gives and gives and gives. And there's a lot of different interpretations of the book. But for me, it's a wonderful story of God who just gives and gives and gives and walks with us through our whole life and proves himself faithful again and again and gives us everything that we need in every time of our life. When we're looking for forgiveness, when we're looking for compassion, when we're looking for grace, when we're looking for support, God is always there for us. Again and again and again. Everything that our hearts could need is found in God. And the giving tree reminds us of that. God 
God has endless, endless compassion for his people. The book of Jonah has shown us that again and again, that even this rebel, God pursues, God gives a mission to, God works with again and again, even when he continues to misunderstand God's ways and God's grace, God continues to to show love and compassion to him. So today I want to look at these two sections of the end of Jonah. And we'll see how God has compassion. God has patience, first, for rebellious people. And second, how God has compassion for angry people. We just see throughout that God's compassion is, is endless. And he continues to, uh, to just love his people, love us with an unending love and grace. In verse 4, God replies to Jonah and says, Have you any right to be angry? Jonah went out and sat down at a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter sat in its shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. So, look at what God does with Jonah here. Jonah still has no love for his enemies, no love for the city of Nineveh. Remember a couple weeks ago when Pastor Chad demonstrated, you know, what happened. It was this brief one-line sermon You know, repent, repent and turn back to God. And Jonah didn't think it would work. Jonah didn't even really want it to work. And yet God caused this great revival where people came back to him, where they fasted, where they repented, where they tore their robes, where they they left behind this violent life, this life without God, this life that hated God. And they came back to Yahweh, to the one true God. And yet, even after that, even after this wonderful thing, Jonah goes out, he leaves the city, and he sits, and he's watching. You know, he's kind of hoping that what what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah will now happen to Nineveh. He's sitting and just watching the city, and he's hoping that it will burn, that God will bring down fire upon this city. Jonah still doesn't understand grace. He thinks that people have to earn it. He thinks that these Ninevites, they haven't earned it. They haven't earned it. They're they're my enemies, so they must be God's enemies because I'm always on God's side. Jonah's missing the whole point. He just doesn't get it. And yet, the book of his life, you know, this, this... episode from his life has been written and here we are you know nearly 3,000 years later reading it and learning from it at some point he must have seen the error of his ways he must have been humbled he must have realized you know what God's grace is for my enemies too God's grace doesn't have to be earned or lived up to God has compassion on whom he will have compassion And so Jonah allows his story to be told. As we saw in reading verse 11, this is the only book in the Bible that ends with a question. 
Should I not be concerned about that great city? And we have the answer because we have this book. Jonah is humbled. He's willing to let this story be told that all of us could find ourselves in this story, could realize, you know what? We try to earn grace. We think those people over there aren't deserving of God's grace, and yet God has compassion on every kind of rebel. If we think about our world today, you know, it's just, it's broken. It's extremely divided. There's so much going on. What God said about Nineveh can be said about our world today, that there's so many who don't know their right hand from their left. And yet, and yet there's still time. There's still time and there's still hope for any of us to turn back to the Lord, for us to understand his grace in new ways, for us to go deeper in our relationship with him. 2 Peter 3.9 says, God is patient for your sake, not wanting anyone to perish. God is gracious and compassionate. God doesn't want anyone to be lost. So he gives us opportunity. As long as there is breath in our lungs, we have the opportunity to turn to God, to repent, to let go of these other things that we're looking to to save us, and to rest in God and his grace. In, in the church, in the church, and even at Park Lane Church, we, we are called to, to form a new family, to, to let go of these divisions, and to, to rest in grace. It's a new creation. It's a new creation where, you know, conservative and liberal, where African American and police officers worship side by side. And it's, it's based in grace. We, we learn to relate to one another in these deeper ways where God's love and compassion for all of us brings us together. And we also know not just the end of Jonah's story, but we know the end of the whole story. And that is people from every tongue and tribe and nation coming around the throne of Jesus and worshiping him. Worshiping the true king, the king of the universe forever and ever. So we, when we know the end, we can reinterpret today and everything that's going on in light of that. We know how the story ends. We know where life is heading. God is very, very patient with his rebellious children. And he doesn't want any of us to perish. And he's opened the door for all of us to come back to him. God is patient with rebellious people and God is also compassionate when we are angry. Like, like the way that he deals with Jonah in this passage. It's incredible. Last week and this week he asked, you know, do you have a right to be angry about these things that are going on? Do you have a right to be angry toward me, toward God himself and the way that God shows compassion to people? Jonah... Jonah is not turning the other cheek. <laughs> you know, he's still angry at Nineveh. He still thinks that they deserve, that they, you know, that they deserve judgment, that they don't deserve mercy. 
And, and yet, God says that he is attached to them. That's really what the word means in verse 11. <clears throat> Should I not be attached to that great city? God pours out his heart for them. This city of 120,000 people, which is, by the way, the same size as the city of Gresham, this God having love for these people that don't know their right from their left, having compassion for them. We see God do this throughout the Bible. We see it in Isaiah 63 where he says, Surely they are my people, children who will be true to me. And so he became their savior. In all their distress, he too was distressed. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and mercy, God redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. God attaches himself to his people. He loves us voluntarily. You know, he's the only thing in the universe that's not obligated, you know, to, to, to God, to himself. So he can love us voluntarily. He can love us because he wants to love us. No one's forcing God's hand. To show compassion. And yet he does. He has empathy for us. Even when we don't know our right hand from our left hand. In a few minutes we're going to sing this song that I discovered this week. That's called Compassion Hymn. It's by Keith and Kristen Getty. And I want to just share a couple lyrics for you. Because um, they speak about God's compassion. For his people, even when we're angry, even when we're frustrated, even when we're annoyed, God has compassion for us. He said, we, the, the lyrics say, We stood beneath the cross of Calvary and gazed on your face at the thorns of oppression and the wounds of disgrace. For surely you have borne our suffering and carried our grief as you pardoned the scoffer and showed grace to the thief. What boundless love, what fathomless grace you have shown us God of compassion. Every day we live an offering of praise as we show to the world your compassion. That's our calling, to show those around us that we serve a God that is forgiving and compassionate and loving toward his people. Even when we're angry, even when we're frustrated, even when we're, when we're messed up, and mixed up, God says, do you do well to be angry? Is it good for you to be angry? And God is helping Jonah to explore that. Because anger is a lot of times this masking emotion. Uh, you know, one, uh, one uh, writer and, uh, and therapist, Dr. Richard Roberts, he compares anger to that old children's game, rock, rock paper, scissors. You know, as the, as the father of a five-year-old, we play that game a lot. Sometimes to decide who is going to pray at dinner that night. But, but think about it. It's paper. Paper covers rock. Paper, you know, that's the anger. But underneath the rock is really all these other emotions. That's why God is asking Jonah, does it serve you well to be angry? Or is it better to look at your sadness, your grief, your, your frustration, even your, 
your guilt and your shame about things. A lot of times we, we use anger to try to cover that up. And yet God in this compassionate, graceful way says, do you do well to be angry? God's deep compassion and grace are the answer to all of life's problems, including that anger and what lies beneath. So we're, we're wrapping up this whole book, this whole book of Jonah. This was the first sermon series I preached completely you know, online, completely in a pandemic. And there were times when I was like, you know, how does this relate? God, what, what are you saying to us? But now, you know, now I see that God was saying exactly what we needed in this time. Um, Pastor John Piper says that Jonah is the prodigal son story of the Old Testament. That prodigal son story that God pursues his people when we try to run away again and again to the very end. Jonah Jonah never earns God's love, and yet it's showered upon him. We can see the extent of God's love by, uh, by looking at Jonah, but also by looking at Jesus. So just to close, let's do a quick comparison of Jonah and Jesus. Jonah, and we saw in our passage this morning, Jonah leaves the city and he goes up on this hill to look out over it and he's hoping that it would burn. He's hoping that it would be judged because he still despises the people of that city. And yet think about what Jesus did when Jesus went to, not Nineveh, but when Jesus went to Jerusalem, he wept over the city. He said, how I long to gather you under my wings like a hen with its, with its mother. How he wept over the city. If only you knew. Jesus' heart breaks over the cities. And he longs to bring them to himself and have their eyes opened to who he is. Jonah had no compassion He had no compassion for the other people in the boat with him. He had no compassion for the people of Nineveh, these enemies of his. And Jesus was filled with compassion. The most common phrase to describe Jesus' emotion in the Gospels is that he was moved with compassion. Jesus always went around and he was moved with compassion for people. They were like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus was moved with compassion, so he healed people. Jesus was moved with compassion for the woman drawing at the well. And so he engaged her and pointed her to everything her heart had always been looking for. Jesus was moved with compassion, so he raised his friend Lazarus from the dead. Jesus was moved with compassion, so he cried out, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Jonah had no compassion, but Jesus is filled with compassion. Jonah went outside the city, hoping to see it destroyed, but Jesus went outside the city where he was crucified, where he hung on that cross for you and for me, outside, rejected by the city, rejected by the religious leaders like myself, that didn't understand him, crucified outside the city gates.
Jesus is the prophet that Jonah should have been. Jesus is the compassionate one that Jonah should have been. Jonah tries to hold on to his life and his pride and his violence. But Jesus surrenders it all. He did that for you and for me out of this deep compassion for his people. So what's our response? What's our response to the book of Jonah? What's our response to Jesus and his great compassion for us? Take it. Take it into your heart. Take it into your life. When you are angry, when you are frustrated, when your heart is broken, listen to God's compassionate love for you. Let it flow into your life. And as the song says, let it spread to the world around us. Our world needs compassion right now, more than anything else. Not judgment, not impatience, but compassionate love. When we do that, we'll be able to praise God for his marvelous grace and all that he's done to show us his love. Would you please pray with me? Lord Jesus, there is an everlasting kindness and compassion that's in your heart for us, even though we mess up again and again, even though we we get impatient, even though we get angry. You engage us. You'll chase us to the ends of the earth like you did for Jonah to bring us home to you. I pray, Lord, that you speak to our hearts, that you remind us of that, that you fill us with your spirit so that we can show compassion to ourselves and to those around us. God, may may we go from this place, may we leave this experience changed, filled with your grace and your compassion for even our enemies. We ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.